Welcome to Open to Explore, the FBC Athens podcast featuring conversations at the intersection of faith and life. I'm your host, Frank Granger, Minister of Christian Community. What were your experiences with the church when you were a child? And what did you learn from them? Today's conversation about church, God, and the pandemic is with Dwayne Blassingame. Dwayne shares her memories about the churches of her childhood, along with other reflections during our conversation together. Today I have with me Dwayne Blassingame. Dwayne, it's very good to have you with us today, and I'm looking forward to having our conversation. Thank you. So am I. Tell me first a little bit about when you all came to Athens. When did y'all first come here to the city? We moved to Athens in 1967, I believe. Long time ago. Long time ago. And what brought you to Athens? Gary came here. His first job in Athens was with the law school. He was he was the first legal full time legal aid defender that was sponsored by the law school. So he was actually on faculty at the law school, though he didn't teach. And he did that for about a year and a half, maybe two years, and then he joined a law firm. Okay. And is that the same law firm, or did he, then he step out and form his own? He, he joined Irwin Epting and Birchmore, I think it was at the time. It became Irwin Birchmore Epting and various other names. And then he and several others split away from that group and formed the one that is there now, Blasting Game Birch, Garrard, and Ashley it is now. <laughs> it's had a few, a few changes, not many. When did you all then come to First Baptist Church? We came to First Baptist in about 83, I think. Okay. 83 or 84. After you'd been here for a few years. Right. We went to Green Acres Baptist Church, which we live on the east side of town. Yeah. And we went to Green Acres Baptist Church. That's where our children basically grew up, joined the church and that kind of thing. Okay. And they were, our, our two boys were about grown when we came here. In fact, Brian was in college and... Greg may have been like a senior in high school or something, and Jana was about 13 or 14. Then what brought you to First Baptist Athens? Well, things were changing just a little bit at Green Acres. Yeah. And uh, we loved Don Leaptrot when he, he was there most of the years that we were there. He had moved on before we left, and things were just kind of changing there a little bit. We had... A lot of friends who came here. We were good friends with John Appleton, John okay. and Virginia. And we just kind of felt the need to make a change. Well, on this side of it, we're very <laughs> glad you did. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm afraid we weren't real productive for quite a number of years. Gary worked, a lot, which a lot of people do. He never came home early, like 5 o'clock, like to come on Wednesday night, 5 o'clock. I always said that's the middle of the afternoon for him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was out of town a lot, so um, he didn't get involved like he is now and like he wishes he had done earlier. Very but good. But, you know, it yeah. just didn't happen. Tell me about your experiences with church and spirituality as a child and adolescent. Well, church was always a part of my life. My parents were big church goers. It was, we never ever discussed, are we going to church today? It was just a given that we go every Sunday. My dad was very big in the church. He was, um, 
when I was younger, we lived in a small town, very, very small country town, and he was very big in the church there, deacon, Sunday school superintendent, and that kind of thing. What town was that? That was Sugar Hill. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Sugar I'm Hill. Not. Sugar Hill, Georgia, was a little spot in the road about probably 10 miles outside Buford. Okay. And uh, now Sugar Hill is this almost metropolitan area because it's not that far from Atlanta. But um, then it was very much a country. My first memory of a church is a little white country church. Just no Sunday school, I don't think, at first. And then we built a new church, and ha- but still didn't have a lot of Sunday school rooms. We, and we were adjacent to the school, and so we had our Sunday school classes in the school building. Oh, really? For a long time. And then, of course... Now they built a new, another new church, and now they I don't even know where they are. When I go back to Sugar Hill, I can't even find my way around because it has changed so much. But anyway, then it, when I was 13, we moved to Lawrenceville and joined the First Baptist Church there, which was a little bigger church, a little more cosmopolitan, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Daddy, again, became active in the church. He was a deacon there and um, taught Sunday school. And my mother was a lot like me. She was a quiet person. Yeah, I, I don't think she ever taught Sunday school. She helped with Bible school and went to WMU and those kind of things. But she was she was just a quiet person. But they um, were just good people and just always went to church morning and night and weekdays and participated in everything that the church had to offer. So when the doors were open, you they all were there. there. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Anything else you think of? The thing I remember most about my teenage years was we lived in Lawrenceville. We just moved there, and it was a small town. It was the 50s. We moved there in 52. I think it must have been the best time in the world to grow up because it was every, none of the things that we know today were out there then. It, yeah. it was just a small town. Nobody locked their doors. Everybody walked. We lived close enough to town to walk to town. We walked everywhere. And most of my social life was at church. My teenage group, we went every Sunday night and sang in the choir. We went on Wednesday night, and we had a youth leader. He was not a paid leader. He was a volunteer. But he he kept us together and kept us going to church for every activity, whatever it was, sunrise service or whatever was going on, the, our group was there. And that was what I remember most about my, about my teenage years in church. Sounds very formative in your experience it was it was just i'm sorry my children didn't have that experience and part of that was my fault i guess i didn't push them we didn't push them to into uh, youth activities at green acres there were mm-hmm. there were some there but we went to church every sunday morning and sunday school and uh, i taught sunday school most of the time we were there taught bible school most of the time we were there and gary taught a class um but we didn't go on Sunday nights, and we didn't yeah. go on Wednesday. We were Sunday morning worshipers. So what else do you remember about your experiences as a child in that small church, Sugar Hill? <laughs> um, I was just, a, you know, my first memories of church, I was probably like three or four years old. I remember my first, my favorite song was Bringing in the Sheaves. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I have a vague memory and I'm not sure that it's really true, but I think I remember foot washing. Really? Like we oh. did. My parents didn't participate in it, but 
some people older the older people at the time in that church did and um that's about all I, I just I can remember the church the, the yeah. little white church in yeah. the pews and um I must have been seven or eight when we built the brick church that was and it had a few Sunday school rooms it did not have a baptismal which most churches didn't have an inside one then. Actually, it was baptized and outside, but it was at another church. A real between another church. Sugar uh-huh. Hill and between Sugar Hill and Buford, there was a church called West Buford, and they had an outdoor baptismal pool. Really, and that's where I was baptized in Buford. Now they were they were a little more uptown. They had, <laughs> they had uh, bigger, nicer churches. Uh-huh. With, with um, had the Baptist Church and the Methodist Church, and I went to Bible school at all of them. I was an only child, and I went to Bible school everywhere they had it in the summer. <laughs> I remember my daddy taking me to Buford to go to the Baptist Church and the Methodist Church, and <laughs> and I went to West Buford to Bible school, and even um, they were starting a Methodist Church in our little community at Sugar Hill. For a long time, it was just the Baptist Church. We didn't know what Presbyterians or any <laughs> Episcopal or any of that. And, but this family was starting a Methodist church in their home, and mm-hmm. they had Bible school. And I went to Bible school there. <laughs> so I went to Bible school everywhere. I really don't remember going to Bible school in Lawrenceville. Maybe I was 13 then, so maybe they didn't have it for they the older kids. I don't yeah. remember it, yeah. But uh, I remember teaching it. I taught Bible school at Grand Acres for a long time. Well, with all that experience going, <laughs> uh, you had a lot of experience in it. I did. Going to I all did. of those in the summers. Right. And it, it was something for me to do in the summer, you know, yeah. being an only child. And we, we did, it was very rural where we lived. But then we had neighbors that I played with and that kind of thing. Sure. But uh, I, I enjoy going to, to Bible school. Your baptism that was outside, was that in the morning time or was that in the evening it was morning or midday in the summer <laughs> i don't remember what month it was but it had to be summer <laughs> yeah to be outside but it was yeah it was um probably around midday or maybe maybe early afternoon so what do you remember from that experience i just remember being baptized i remember i can remember being in the pool yeah and, and being baptized i don't remember who else did it and i mm-hmm. i don't even remember who who baptized me, I guess, whoever the minister was at my church. This was after we had moved into the bigger church. I'm sure he must have baptized me. Yeah. That That's all I remember about it. <laughs> it paints a pretty picture, though. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Mm-hmm. It was. From there, where did you go once you moved out of the home? I came to college. Didn't didn't go to church very much while I came here to university. Didn't didn't go to church a lot then. For a while, my roommate, who was a Methodist, and had started dating Gary, and he was a member of the Christian church. Sometimes on Sunday, we would visit one of those churches in town, but never did anything on a regular basis. And then we got married our senior year in college. Oh, and lived in Monroe. And commuted here to finish school. He was a senior in law school, and I was a senior in undergrad. And we went to the Christian church there because that's where he was a member. We didn't go on a regular basis, I guess, but we went some. And then we moved to Macon when he became a uh, law clerk for Judge Boodle, federal judge in Macon. And we went to Vineville Baptist Church. Yeah. That's where we first joined a church together, Vineville Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. And we were there about 
three years, three, four years. Both our boys were born in Macon. And then we moved back to Monroe. He, he went into private practice in Monroe. And we joined the First Baptist Church in Monroe. And um, we, we only lived there about two years before we moved to Athens. And then you mentioned being at Green Acres and then coming here. You've been a part of a lot of different Baptist churches. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, how similar are Were they all the same? Uh, pretty much, I would say. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. What would you say was one of the things that was very consistent and the same across those different churches? Well, I never thought about that. Just the same kind of services, Sunday school and church. And I don't, we never went to Wednesday night services in Macon. We did in Monroe. You know, pretty much the same philosophy, of, I think, and all the churches that I went to. Okay. Very good. Nothing, I, I didn't, didn't change my mind about anything I had learned growing up. <laughs> I know you talked a little bit about some of the changes that you all experienced at Green Acres is part of the reason why you moved here. Uh, what else would you say drew you here to First Baptist Church? What were things that you found here that were important to you or resonated with you? The boys were out, pretty much out of school. I mean, Brian was in college, so they never participated in the youth activities here. Jana was 13 or 14, maybe 14, and she never participated a lot in the youth activities here. And that was probably our fault that we didn't really push it and get her involved. I guess it was just kind of a transition time. I don't know. We weren't. There were some really good people at Green Acres who we still still know and see today. It was. I guess they were getting. They were kind of returning a little more fundamental than we were. Yeah. And that was that was probably the main reason we left. Okay. One of the things about churches is relationships become really important. So I hear you speak about strong relationships right. that you still have with some of the people one, there. One of Gary's all-time best friends through the years was a member at Green Acres. Uh, he was, his name was Clarence Carney, and he owned Quality Glass, which our son owns now. They, were, they hunted together. They, they, Clarence was a big hunter, and they, they became very close friends. Stayed friends even after we left that church, and he yeah. he stayed at Green Acres, and he was he was a good. He, in fact, he kind of designed that church that's at Green Acres now. Did oh, really? the window, the stained glass windows that are there? Yeah, Clarence did those. He he was um, a very good member at that church, and he and Gary were very close friends. Yeah, those relationships uh, become really important in the life of the church, don't they? They do. They do. And I would imagine you formed some once you moved here. I, I didn't have so many close friends in the church, just people that we knew and that we liked and, and you know, enjoyed being in Sunday school and church with. We didn't do much social life with um, many people at Green Acres. Yeah. And that that may have been one of the reasons we moved. You know, mm-hmm. the people we knew socially, yeah. more of them came here yeah. than uh, did there. That, that was, Green Acres was a lot, a university church. More people were in the university. And we were no longer in the university. <laughs> and they're two, that's two different crowds. If you've ever been in one, you know, <laughs> once you leave this one, you're no longer in, the, in it. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, you know, the people that we knew while he was working in the, um, the Institute for 
Oh, legal aid. Legal aid, that's what it was. And we were just getting to know people through the law school, really. But then when he changed and went to the private firm, we we were just, it was like we were dropped. <laughs> Which oh we know, I mean, it was nothing nefarious about it. It was just, that was that group and this is another group. And it's uh, just, that's just the way it is. Yeah, all of a sudden it's a whole different circle right. of people. And I didn't know anybody, didn't have any friends close enough that, we would continue, you know. It was just people we saw at legal functions, that yeah. kind of thing. It was nothing bad either way. It was just, that's just the way it was. <laughs> a whole different and new circle of people, wasn't right. it? Exactly. exactly. Oh, very good. So. Well, I would imagine you've heard a lot of Bible stories and studies and things through the years in all the churches you've been in. I wonder <laughs> what might be one of your favorite stories. Well, yeah, I was thinking about that. You know, one of the things, one of the stories I like is the um, parable of the prodigal son. Yeah. I, I just like that because I think it's always comforting to know that your parents are always there for you, no matter what. They're yeah. there. They're going to take you in. <laughs> and I think, and, and I think that relates to God, that he's always there for you. Whatever goes on, he's still going to be there for you. So I, I kind of like that one. That's a good story. It's a very rich story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Very much so. Any other characters in the scriptures that stand out to you? I always liked Ruth. You did? Yeah, I did. Uh, say more about what you like about <laughs> Ruth. I guess just her loyalty to, to uh, it was her mother-in-law, really, that she was loyal yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is a remarkable story, Yeah. Uh, that kind of fidelity she had. In fact, that scripture was read at our wedding, even though it was not about a husband and wife, but it's, it's still an interesting scripture. It is. About love and always doing, being willing to do what your partner needs to do or wants to do, that kind of thing. It is a good message, very good message. All right, I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. If you had the opportunity to take God to dinner somewhere... Where would you go to eat? <laughs> to Palmas. <laughs> we, we're known for going to the Palmas <laughs> on the east side. On the east side, the okay. East side. <laughs> oh, you do have to specify. Right, exactly. We never come downtown, and we never go to Timothy Road. We yeah. are, we are their best clients on the east side. <laughs> so you would go to one of your favorite spots. Right. Oh, that's good. What topic of conversation would you like to have? Oh, my goodness. I've never given that any thought. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, if you could, if you could have a topic of conversation over dinner, what might be something you'd choose? Maybe like, what is it like in heaven? It would be interesting to hear it from uh, from somebody who knows. (laughs) From a first-person perspective, (laughs) right? Right, yeah. During the pandemic, we have had quite a few challenges uh, in all fronts of life. Right. And we've also discovered a few things, um, some things that maybe things we valued in a different way, or we've discovered new habits, new ways of doing things. I wonder, with your experience through the pandemic, what things did you discover that you maybe were not aware of before or that were just new learnings because of the pandemic? I learned how to spend a lot of time with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's been good. We've we've uh, 
we were just getting used to retirement. <laughs> yeah. And our saving grace has been that he has his woodworking shop where he spends a lot of time. So we weren't together all the time, but we were together a lot more <laughs> yeah. after, during the pandemic. And, and it was good. I mean, we enjoyed it, really. That's good. Yet having more time and being almost forced into some things, but discovering uh, some of the things that we could do together or that we could do with idle time and make it creative, uh, that was really an important learning out of the pandemic, I think. It was. I'm, I'm sure some probably had a hard time getting through it. <laughs> I think so. Uh, there were days when it was really difficult. <laughs> yeah, because it was so new. Right. Uh, just right. so foreign. I guess it was easier for us because we were retired and not going out into the world as much anyway. Yes. So I really felt for students, and I was so thankful our youngest grandchild had finished high school and didn't have to miss her senior year and that kind of thing, which a lot of them did have to basically miss their senior year. And then, because all um, three of our grandchildren had, were in college, and and that was a difficult time. It it was was not the usual college life, so it was difficult. Because so many things about college are social. Right. And uh, interactive, whether it's in the classroom or extracurricular activities uh, or just with relationships and friendships, and all that had to change. It yeah, was really difficult. it was difficult. very hard for them, and I do think it was much easier for people our age who were retired and already kind of used to staying at home a good bit. Yeah, th- just a very different set of challenges. Right. Uh, and some not as intense. I think we'll probably continue through the years to see some of the effects um, of what that experience was. I'm sure. And how much of a defining moment that has been for us. All right, I have a few lightning round questions. <laughs> They're not hard, I promise. What is the most unusual job you have ever had? I never had many. <laughs> <laughs> um I worked one summer in Atlanta at the um, Agriculture Department, I think. Yeah. And they put out the market bulletin. Are you familiar with the market bulletin? I, not familiar, but I think I have it was, heard it of it. Was yes. put, it was a little little newspaper put out basically for farmers. And I worked there when, between, my, between my freshman and sophomore years in college, I think. And had to ride the bus to go to Atlanta yeah. every day. That was that was before I knew how to drive in Atlanta. <laughs> At that time, I lived in Lawrenceville, which was, I guess, 40 miles from Atlanta. But at that time, it was a long way from Atlanta. Yeah. And now, it's almost part of Atlanta. Well, it's but continuous now. Yes, yes. But then, it was a long way, and I wouldn't, my parents wouldn't have dreamed of letting me drive to Atlanta. <laughs> wow, that's something. So, I rode the bus every day. And then... Um, after I graduated, I didn't. I didn't work the next summer. Unless I worked some for my dad. He was um, probate judge, and I worked. And some a lot of the records they had to record had to be done by hand. Yeah. And I, w- I worked in his office some recording those records by mm. hand. <laughs> so recording uh, with typewriter. Or no, by hand, writing them out. Writing in the, them out in the by record hand. book by hand. Oh. And, um, I think he had maybe one or two typewriters in his office. This was yeah. in the 19, early 1950s now. Oh. And um, 
So most things were done. And he learned to type by the PEC system. He could he could type as fast as anybody with two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> he could fill out a marriage license or do whatever he needed to do. Then the only other, I taught school for a year after after we after I graduated, and we'd been married a year. What grade? I taught fifth grade mm. in Macon, Bibb County. And it was uh, not my favorite thing I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard job. It is a hard job. But I got, I mean, I got through that year. I didn't miss a day. Went, went every day, even though I was pregnant for the last six months of that time. <laughs> but... It was, I enjoyed it. It was good, but I, it was not my favorite thing to do. I don't know how long I would have done it. I didn't go back after Brian was born. He was born in October, so I didn't go back in the fall. Yeah. And I, I never went back. <laughs> so if I hadn't had him at that time, I probably would have gone back for another year. At least one more at year. At least one more to give it a little more chance. But yeah. But it, it was not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> now that first year is a hard it year. Is. It is. But I still remember some of those kids. Do you really? <laughs> no, I do. Some, some that were a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> those, unfortunately, sometimes those are the ones that stand out. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I remember, Teresa, when we got to the point where we were looking at names for our children, she always had a list of names that were on the not list. <laughs> where is some place that you have never been? never traveled to, that you would like to go to? Australia. Mm. No hesitation there. No, I, I, I probably won't ever get there because I waited too late in life to to think. I thought we just got back from Africa, which is about as, almost as far as Australia. And uh, How long were you all in Africa? We were there about two weeks, and then we had you know two days going, two days coming. So we yeah. were gone for about two and a half weeks. Did you enjoy that experience? We loved it. We had a wonderful, our daughter and her husband were with us, and we had a wonderful time, just thoroughly enjoyed it. Very different countryside? Beautiful countryside. The part near, we were mostly in South Africa, and the part down near uh, Cape Town and is mountainous, and if you drive on out into the countryside, the mountains look very much like the Rockies, tall and spiked, and and then, of course, Cape Town's on the coast, and... Every, everything we saw was beautiful. It was very clean. It's just, it's just a beautiful country where we go. And then where we did our safari was just, it was flat country. Yeah. With a few, uh, few big rocks. There was quite a few that were pretty tall. And it was fun to watch the baboons climb up the rocks. It was amazing how those, they could just climb up that steep rock. Really? It looked sheer. And they could climb up to the top and they would just play around and jump down into the trees. And, and they were fun to watch. <laughs> Mm. It sounds like a spectacular trip. It was. It was. Of the many different changes in technology that you've seen in your lifetime, what would you say is the most significant? Well, the computers, I guess. The computers. Yeah. Which I don't do very well. (laughs) Well, especially after having to transcribe and make records by hand. Right. Yeah. Right. That is a big change, right. isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how the record books we had then, you couldn't take the page out. So I'm sure they have different. In fact, they're probably totally different now. I'm sure they're totally different now. But those records are still there somewhere. They were in the vault somewhere. Those yeah. records are still there. But yeah, the, the, uh, especially the, the phone. I mean, the things you can do on a phone now is just 
Unbelievable. I can't do most of them. <laughs> Gary keeps saying, what are you going to do when I'm gone? And I say, I'm going first <laughs> because I can't do it. But I think back to what my, my parents would have been so yeah. amazed, and I don't know, they it, they wouldn't have been able to do any of it. Of course, they would be like the rest of us. They would have learned, I guess, Bas- some basics anyway. Yeah. yeah but uh, certainly that has changed the world more than anything. I mean, we just... And what would we do without it? How would we keep up with it? Well, that's what we think. And you wonder what, what comes next. You always think well, there can't be anything any more than this, but there will be. Very hard to imagine what we can't imagine. Right. And mm-hmm. you just wish you could. And maybe we can look down and see what goes on uh-huh. <laughs> after we're gone. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right. One more question. Either a book or a movie or maybe something you stream, what would you recommend? Oh, goodness. We've, we have streamed so many things <laughs> in these last two or three years. We're watching Damages right now. Have you watched that? I have. It's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> so it's interesting that a lawyer would be watching that show. Yeah, he's enjoyed it. He really Good. has, yeah. He, he would not be a lawyer like any of those, I don't think, but... Uh, but it's interesting, and we watched several of those shows that took place in Australia. One that we watched that I can't remember the name of it. It was about a family somewhere in Australia. They were well-to-do, and a nurse came to that community. And it's a, a romance story, but other things. In it. I wish I could think of the name of that. It's a really good show. You would like it. All right. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Uh, it's just it's just a really good show, and it went on for several seasons. About it was about a rich family, and I guess it took place in the fifties, maybe. Okay. Sometime like that, not not a terribly long time ago, but um, anyway, it's just a good story. That was one of our favorites. Well, when you remember the name, let me know what. I it will. Because <laughs> you have my interest. Up. <laughs> yeah, it was a good show. I think anybody would like it. Well, Dwayne, I've enjoyed hearing about your experiences and getting to know some more things about you, and I appreciate your time sharing. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it, too. It's been interesting. (laughs) Very good. All right, thanks. Thank you. Did any of Dwayne's stories from her childhood church experiences trigger your own memories? If so, spend a little time today reflecting on what these experiences mean to you. This is the FBC Athens podcast, Open to Explore, featuring conversations at the intersection of faith and life. Listen next week as another member joins me for conversations about church, God, the pandemic, and more.